especially in short ball cricket right maybe test cricket is where talent it is a like, short ball I... cricket shreyas ayer is like suddenly <laughs> why are you attacking me withdrawal <laughs> symptoms of suresh why not that <laughs> See, that that is a continuation of the ganguly ganguly thing that you are saying i know <laughs> it's, it's a freudian con- continuation of my mind was in a sort of nagma tv empire to director we have a player review can we rock and roll please Hello and welcome to Bits and Pieces, the friendliest cricket podcast. This is episode 40, or as the generation that needs endless content would call it, 2020. The older generations would have called 40 two score. And two scores are really all we need to create an episode of Bits and Pieces. Or as Chops would call it, keeping up with the Neville Kardashians. We are recording on uh, 9th October, just after the Sarah. Or depending on where you stand, after Sanju Samson's blistering knock in the 40-over match held in... honor of bits and pieces episode 40 in case you oh. haven't guessed yet <laughs> i am tony and joining me today your wonderful friends for the day one would assume that his handle comes from lakshman's unkindest cut of all the one where he met surpanaka and went chopper nose but this man is made of a finer cut and a higher cut off and probably worships a different lakshman the man who puts the oomph in ooh i am from mp His favorite adventure sport is rushing from bad stadium experience to worse while holding on to the strong thread of cricketing excellence an adventure sport called ranji jumping I often have <laughs> I often have to pinch myself to believe this legend from Indore is part of my pod and for all those who don't understand his value all I have to say is ek chutki indore ki keemat tum kya jano ramesh babu say hi chops <laughs> god Hello, hello. Glad to be back. The yeah. new streak continues. Great to have you back. So, how long is the streak now? Two episodes. Think two, two episodes. <laughs> two, three, something. Yeah, it's like my sobriety count. Like it's reset every two. No, the earlier streak was a streak. This one is small. It's a typo. Zimbabwe. But moving on from Zimbabwe to England, uh, our next panelist. If hating on England were an Olympic sport, this man would have more consecutive gold medals than Steve Redgrave. The red gravy to the poor gastrointestinal constitution of white people. <laughs> the Andhra Mirch that wants to knock him off their effing perch. The man who asks, would you like some Guntur chicken fry with that terrible take? the man who is committed to fighting natural stupidity with artificial intelligence the man who puts <laughs> takkali chutney when things get fuck all britney the one the only cart grafer say hi cart hi everyone and and i think chops was just waving his copy of anyone but england which i'm also through i'm also making my way through that book fantastic book but yeah hi everyone and uh, Finally, rounding up the panel today, I've run out of great adjectives to describe this man's awesomeness. So with due apologies to Ogden Nash, we shall take the opposite approach. Uh, as much as the BCCI hates audience in the stands, that is how much this man has fans. As often as an on-field umpire makes a terrible call, that's how <laughs> much he remembers scores ball by ball. As much as the ICC take on overrates is illogical that's how much he stirs in us primal needs biological and as much as we hate an umpire's call on hitin that's how much we love you sundar nitin say <laughs> oh wow yeah ba i i was with every uh, successive tony intro i wonder where he will go next and uh, yeah, i didn't see poetry coming but here we go <laughs> Uh, yeah we 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 don't have uh, breaks on this podcast but i feel like we can take an intermission and like bring in some movie trivia so nitin oh. question to you if uh, the godfather were uh, running uber uh, what would his tab- tagline be <laughs> they made me an offer you cannot refuse yeah, yeah close <laughs> you we will make you a chauffeur you can't refuse oh, you <laughs> but, but the reason we are bringing up movie trivia is because uh, nitin's launched of a second part so maybe take 30 seconds and tell us about it yeah so the intermission podcast is a podcast about movies pop culture tv shows podcasts tiktok videos about memes whatever content that is out there Uh, I co-hosted with a friend, uh, so it's myself and Dodi. We host it once every couple of weeks, hopefully. The first two episodes are about Quentin Tarantino because it's been 30 years since his first movie. 
So yeah, please, if you listen to this podcast, here is another podcast where you can listen to my nonsense. <laughs> in, in, yeah. Intermission, fission, kishan. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah, so we'll link de- definitely link that from the show notes, which you should check out because Chops actually does a great job of making sure it is uh, a, a great resource to jump into various rabbit holes, as it were. Uh, Achha, you so- should do a podcast on cricket and films. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Except Dodi is completely not into cricket, so it's going to be a little difficult. Maybe it'll be a sermon. I will sermonize. <laughs> that he can listen to me. Ram Narish sermon. Yeah, we've talked now. Okay. Uh, what are we talking about? I don't know if we discussed this last time or like this happened last Sunday where KL Rahul was given the man of the match for absolutely no reason. Wait, against whom was this? South Africa. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, this is that slow 50 that he scored, is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there were like Surya Kumar Yadav and uh, I think Kohli also had scored. No, no, no. Was this the KL... low scoring game? Was this the low scoring game where he scored no, no, no. 50? No, not that. I mean, something like that. But anyway, KL got the man of the match and he's like, why are you giving it to me? It should have been Surya Kumar. Ah, I remember this. this. He had done enough not to be trolled, like nothing was happening. Then suddenly, out of the blue, they gave him man of the match and poor fellow was in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Who is the, these days, who is deciding who the man of the match is? Still this Sunil was apparently, Gavaskar. according to Crazy Gavaskar. Jones, it was Sunil Gavaskar. So, like, <laughs> proper <laughs> On what basis is he getting these dogs? Like, I mean, these are important things that you, your name goes into the Crick Info scorecard for posterity if you're man of the match, right? Like, oh, that's, that's why it's like, important. I <laughs> No, no, that no, no, is no, not the problematic part of you get 200 yes, rupees paytm no no you get 200 rupees paytm to you on a big screen that is why it is important <laughs> what <laughs> goes into cricket for <laughs> maybe for all you know like the sponsor like was a huge fan of kl and he's like i want a photo with kl rahul right <laughs> so give him man of the matches is possible like entirely possible <laughs> on on that note right nostalgia blast do you, you guys remember the india england charja match where ajay jadeja bowled the last over into three wickets no. so <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and then they had to sit through me narrating what happened in that game. <laughs> But I why don't you start with the interesting anecdote? <laughs> no, th- this one is interesting because uh, they had, so the way this works, I think by the 49th or 45th over of the chase or something, your man of the match uh, decision has to be finalized. Ah, okay, right? okay. And right. the Ravi commentary has to make his way down to like the presentation. Correct. Yeah, yeah. and, the, and the, uh, the commentary panel comes to another. In fact, uh, if you remember the Australia Tri-Series, right, back in the day, by the 48th over, they would actually beam the name of the yeah, man yeah, of the match on the big screen. Right? right. So I have no idea how that would work in T20. Pretty much what happens in the last ball decides who the man of the matches. But this match, for the benefit of our listeners, <laughs> uh, India batted first. This was in 1999. It was a tri series featuring we India, will, England. We will link the scorecard in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only oh, person who talks match, about 99 charge as opposed to 98 charge. Yeah, yeah. Continue, <laughs> please. <laughs> so India batted Wait, was first. This the, was this the Adam Hollyoke series? No, no that was 97. No. <laughs> Unlike others who talk about Sharjah 98, you're referencing Sharjah 97. But Adam Holyoke... The, the Adam the series Holyoke I... series was on the eve of this uh, India-England series. Oh, it's a biblical joke. joke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. How yeah. do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> India batted first. Uh, Mohamed Azharuddin was the captain of the Indian team. And he top scored. He scored 70-odd in this match. Uh, but he also caught a yorker, I think, from Darren Goff, which hit him on the toe, which injured him. And he could not take the field uh, when uh, in the chase. So, Ajay Jadeja, who was the vice captain, stepped up one of the few times where he stepped up to captain India. It was a very tight chase. Uh, India scored around 220 and uh, it was neck and neck uh, going into the last three or four overs. It was also very tight. For our young listeners, you need to clarify this is a 50-over match, not a T20. <laughs> <laughs> like, 220 was like a legit score back then. Yeah. 220 was a legit score, that's true. It was a depleted uh, Indian attack. Uh, Javagal Srinath was on one of his very long breaks from cricket with a broken that rotator, rotator cuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Workload management. Javagal Srinath itself is a depleted Indian attack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so, Venkatesh Prasad was the workhorse back in those days uh, and the Indian attack and Anil Kumble was the fastest bowler in the team. Anyway, so going into the last four overs, uh, you had one or two overs, I think, of Prasad Kumble left and I think the 
uh, anti penultimate over uh, jadeja who had not bowled for 2 years decided to bring himself on rather than bowl kumble he decided to save kumble for the last over or something uh, and he ended up taking 3 wickets in one over right they had already wearing a mund <laughs> <laughs> he showed up and asked darren gov not till video <laughs> this was sharja yeah, only so, no some 10000 people in the stadium would have responded anyway <laughs> I am all shouting Sanju Sanju uh blast from the future yeah anyway so in uh, last minute uh, his over actually ended up winning the game for india and uh, it's believed that ian chapel who was the uh, master of ceremonies <laughs> decided that ajay jadeja is going to be the man of the match though the rest of the panel <laughs> this is the panel had already agreed and finalized that prasad or someone else was going to be either yeah, yeah, ajay jadeja is the man of the match this is this is the most on brand ian chapel story i've ever heard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love the man it's just Oh, this is a, this, we should uh, link that over back. So it's it's damn funny because Jadeja himself was not a frequent bowler by this stage in his career. He was largely a batsman, uh, and he had not bowled for like two years or something. And uh, and no, then he brought himself. Even in this on. match, it was his only over. Yeah, it was the only yeah one zero three three were his figures, right? Uh, and he uh, Rahul Dravid, by the way, as usual, was the wicketkeeper because back then <laughs> Dravid would emerge at all sorts of places. And Jadeja had this uh, reputation of being very cool under pressure and all of that, right? So he's bowling a batsman Neil Fabrado, the batsman, he's swinging and missing. The ball is literally rolling because he's such a slow bowler. Second bounce, like Dravid is lying down trying to stop the ball somehow. <laughs> Jadeja smiling and telling Dravid. Cool. He's bowling Take over arm, under arms, basically, <laughs> like rolling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Anyway, that was the blast from the past. Time. Where? Why did we come here? Oh yeah, KL Rahul. Okay, now I remember. <laughs> unfortunately for me, the only takeaway from this is anytime anybody says Jadeja pre 2000, I can't look at it with the same eyes anymore. I'm like, he bowled only one over and got three wickets. Wow, what a coincidence! <laughs> in charge, like in charge. Yeah. Exactly. Who was in the stadium? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> unfair brother it says <laughs> it says a lot about bilateral cricket these days that i can't remember this kl rahul man of the match thing that you are talking about from last week and i just gave you a 5 minute sermon on charja uh, 90 nitin nitin i say this in the nicest possible way but this whole anecdote says much more about you than it says about <laughs> cricket nowadays let's okay, just stop okay it. let's move on let's move on <laughs> Moving on, uh, should we discuss the meaningless India South Africa series? Or like we've got it coming. <laughs> Go for it, Vachcha. That's a low point. You are in poetic mode. You want to talk about Sanju? No, no. So I think the like bigger question that I want to bring up, other than Sanju, is that we've been cribbing about the top three for a long time, but like, like who is replacing them, right? Because like slim pickings, if you ask me, outside of uh, Rohit KL and. Kohli, who've been reasonably consistent, the rest of the crowd doesn't inspire too much confidence, right? Hey, Tony, July says hi. The top three was banished <laughs> <laughs> in July, and now they are all back. They are the ones who are doing all the run scoring. I don't think anyone decided to replace them. You have what ten IPL teams now, and all of them have three three players at the top three, and I mean that itself is thirty. Maybe a few of them are foreigners, but I'm just saying that you have to give those people the chance. Uh, so for so long in uh, white ball cricket t20 as well as uh, odis we have been rehashing the same 30 40 group of players again i mean the deepak huda coming to the fore for example is is a rarity and i don't know where he has vanished i mean i i keep looking for him and people keep telling me he's still injured still injured no he's he's, he's fit he's traveling to australia actually okay cool that's that's good to know i mean finally the thomas cook booking didn't go to yeah. cancellation <laughs> i think yeah. shami and huda are going to australia if i'm not mistaken yeah. together yeah. yeah i hope they don't go together if shami still has covid then huda will get it <laughs> so yeah both of them have left to australia as of 3 days ago according to cricket for i'm assuming yeah. it's 3 days so, ago they're taking a ship or something <laughs> <laughs> they've already had their first they were decision. they were last spotted passing sumatra <laughs> like <what? laughs> they've gone overseas 
meaningless. So basically he's been drawn yeah, and the, the, and it short, turn, short, short 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 straw whatever yeah okay, it will turn out this is this is actually an endorsement that ganguly will turn in and say action <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway going back chops i am completely 100% with what you were saying right especially in short ball cricket right maybe test cricket is where talent it is a like short ball I, cricket shreyas ayer is like suddenly <laughs> why are you attacking me withdrawal <laughs> symptoms of suresh why not that <laughs> See, that that is a continuation of the ganguly ganguly thing that you are saying i know <laughs> it's, it's a freudian con- continuation of my mind was in a sort of nagma there in the shorter formats of the game uh, you really don't need that much talent to separate itself and i'm not just talking about rohit here right kohli rohit whoever um and you need to give people chances it it's sort of like that adage about we have a lot of mbas i think on the podcast that adage about you know uh, work expands to fill the time available right and any uh, uh, batter or hitter will take the chances given to them to chase down a target we've seen batter this in the ipl expands to fill the vessel it is put it. sorry man i have to see that yeah <laughs> <laughs> clearly a east east facing podcast okay Anyway, yes, I agree with that point completely. Yeah. Well agreed. <laughs> well agreed. <laughs> well agreed. <laughs> Since we spoke about Shami and uh, who else? Whoever else was going on that flight. Huda, Huda. 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 Ah, Huda. 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 Deepak Huda, not Deepak Chahar, who is in Spain. Who we have properly jinxed. <laughs> the rain in Spain stays mainly in the plane to Australia. <laughs> But, okay. yeah. No, I, we should talk about Shimran Hitmeyer missing flights, guys. If uh, you say so. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys follow that story? Yeah, yeah actually, I, I followed it a bit too much, and now I'm feeling f- bad for him. But okay, go ahead. Yeah, somebody no, so, clean our listeners. Yeah. So, so the deal with uh, Shimran Hitmeyer. I mean, this is. like a rumor slash fact floating around in west indian cricket circles that uh, basically shimran's wife did not want him to uh, go to the world cup no no, um, no. shimran hetmeyer's wife wanted to accompany him to the world cup he yeah, wanted yeah. to be like and the west indies board was like fuck off so yeah yeah and uh, but, uh, yeah but there is also some strife in that relationship because correct correct so she is like you are not going if i am not coming basically yeah. which is a fair enough ask i suppose and he was trying to uh, negotiate a truce and go and hence he was missing flights etc that's uh, a yeah. sad so he uh, rescheduled the flight things. once because yeah. like it is fight or flight and he was doing both fight and flight and he was trying <laughs> to like manufacture at one end and say like you know i'll be a good boy what i'm guessing <laughs> so yeah. probably like projecting at this point i'll be a good boy and <laughs> like uh, let me go but apparently like the westernies board didn't allow the uh, partners to travel uh, and then yeah. shimran had to basically tell them that i can't make the flight because Yeah I mean so so the part about uh, partners not traveling for this uh, tournament was something that was known to all players right from the beginning and he was probably trying to sort of balance both ends of the spectrum in his life uh, cricket and yeah. and personal life or whatever But when you say But, all players Shimran was trying hard to prove that he's not a player like that's what he wanted to tell Oh, oh ouch <laughs> Nice. There's also another school of thought, and uh, which is that I mean, there's there's nothing uh, of that nature at all. It's just that yeah. Shimran doesn't want to play for West Indies, like a few other players, marquee players of West Indies have already taken a call. He also decided just at the last moment that this is not for him. Maybe he's going to make make big money in other leagues who want him to be available. I really doubt that. By the way, because no, with the other players, uh, like uh, whenever Narayan etc. have not played. that is because 
Yeah, or Rasel, it's because the board has also, you know, put constraints on them saying you have not turned up enough for West Indies and hence we will not select you. It's not so much the players saying, hey, uh, yeah, I'm in the World Cup squad and I don't want to go, right? For this World Cup, all of them had to confirm their availability and like guys like Rasel, Narayan, basically... <laughs> this is sounding confirm. like a train trick, train Arre. ticket trip. Confirm availability, Aris. No, no, this Arre is like yeah. our podcast panel. <laughs> it, it, it would have been perfect if this was a train trip for Shimran Hetmaya because he could have ended it with Ja Jile Apni Zindagi Shimran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was waiting, waiting for that one to make it up here. <laughs> it was not a train joke. <laughs> that's that's exactly why Phil Simmons said that I'm not going to like open my arms and beg for these guys to come. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, People have to learn it... to compartmentalize their... Uh... No, but uh, help <laughs> me understand, Chubbs. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm obviously not... I'm, a, I'm at ASCS no on this one. There is no league cricket that's coinciding with the World Cup. That's the window, true. there is no availability issue. Like Andre Russell, I don't even know, by the way, if he's in the World Cup squad or not. But if he wanted to... So it's not like he can go and play Timbuktu Premier League where he's going to make a lot of money during the World Cup. So why is he not going? No, I mean... I don't know. I mean, it could be just the fact that at that age, if you have gone through a proper, proper World Cup campaign after that, when you go to whichever leagues you go to, whether, I mean, rest and recovery has been enough, etc. is going to be a question mark. Or He's doing workload management the other way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also about, you know, how much are you going to win with that team? You One Russell or one Narayan is not really going to, you know, change things. I mean, we are seeing Kyle Mayer's. Who's, who's an absolute superstar, but I mean, one guy can't yeah. can't really cut it. Uh, yeah, so, that that era of West Indies cricket is well and truly over. I think. Yeah, yeah. and and like to, to push the Kohli agenda, which I already featured a little further, right? Like I think we it's high time that we realize that cricketers are not just cricketers; they're also like people in relationships. Like family is important. All of those things matter, right? It can't always be about you've got a short career how do i maximize my earnings and stuff like that so uh, i mean kohli took a paternity break great right like uh, bumra needs a time off or like he's injured also fine right like like during that old trafford test when it was cancelled like we know for a fact that bumra and uh, his wife were in manchester united uh, going through the like uh, the guided tour of the stadium right which is also fine like i think it's yeah. high time that we sort of acknowledge that they are people with like flesh and blood and yep. real life and like not just yep. machines that's why a lot of this especially this bumra stuff just feels so insidious because a lot of it is just fans of Indian cricket who have been bereft of an actual real fast bowler trying to treat Bumrah as the, you know, duck that lays the golden eggs or whatever, right? He doesn't want to be that duck. He wants to just be Bumrah, you know. Yeah. Um, so no, it's not even about fast bowlers. Like it, It's like just the entitled mentality of Indian fans to say that, yeah. you know, you are like serving the country or whatever that bullshit is. Mm. Like, I mean, which is absolutely crap right like Arshdeep got injured during Arshdeep got injured during this match like he never gets injured during the IPL yeah why yeah. Why is Arshdeep by, getting injured by the way not just Indian fans I should point out before our three listeners pack up and go away <laughs> this happened very famously with uh, Simone Biles in the US and the Olympics re- recently also right because remember where she got injured uh, and then there was a whole bunch of whining of course that's a different thing because Obviously, a lot of people cannot stomach the fact that a successful black woman is, you know, doing so well. There's so much racist whining and whinging in the US about, oh, if she knew, why did she go? She took up a spot that somebody else could have taken, blah, blah, blah. My God. But anyway, so it's not just Indian fans. But yes, this whole, I think the insidious part is the moment you connect it to something like national pride. That's when the whole thing just goes off the rails, right? And yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) We are at yes, yes, yes. Okay. (laughs) No, uh, the team that I really enjoyed seeing the build-up of uh, to this World Cup is Pakistan. Because <laughs> it is impossible to, on two consecutive days, it is impossible to have the same opinion about different players in the Pakistan team, right? Mohammad Rizwan, for me, is the mascot of this World Cup, right? <laughs> you go to Pakistan Twitter, one day they are lampooning him, they are lambasting him because he scored 43 or 38 balls and they have scored, you know, they their chase and died like the Asia Cup final. <laughs> The very next day, and they are playing literally every day now, right? Like suddenly they're playing Bangladesh, suddenly they're playing New Zealand, they're playing the Asia Cup. <laughs> they played England like 28 times. Uh, on the they next played day, Sri Lanka he's... Also. yeah, anyway. Yeah, that, that feels like an era back. <laughs> so, so the next day he's man of the match. 
He's always scoring yeah. 70 or 48 <laughs> balls when the rest of the team put together scores 45 runs and they somehow they have a great bowling attack. Yashadab and Harris Roth and all these guys come and defend it. It is it is exactly the top three debate that was happening, you know, with uh, with India some time back. Just that your Indian top three were collectively shit for a long time and now have collectively started clicking together. Mohamed Rizwan on the other hand is like Heisenberg. Hey, one day he's really good. One day he'll lose you the game. Next day again, man of the match. They have no idea what to do with, with that lineup, right? They don't have a middle order. They tried Shadab as a middle order batsman and he came off well. Now they don't know what to do. It's I, I love Pakistan's build-up to this World Cup. Australia and uh, West Indies uh, squared off against each other in what? I think a three-match series or a two-match series. Two-match series. The first game was, uh, I think the the main event was Finch coming back to form. And then uh, the West Indies started off well uh, and then fell apart like they generally do these days. But yeah, I mean, that one shot of Kyle Mayer's just, I don't know what it was. It was almost like he was leaning back on the back foot and somehow managed to stroke I think Pat Cummins or Hazelwood over extra cover for just the most stupendous, glorious, delicious six I've seen in a long, long time. I I remember, you know, watching it uh, uh, alone at home and it was one of those moments where you just stand up and like applaud even though no one's watching. It is just a fantastic shot. Kyle Mayers is someone really special. I think he's going to be very, very good. But I mean, I just get very dispirited when I see this West Indies team in action. They have so many guys who sort of do well. Ravman Powell is there, Odin Smith, etc. But uh, somehow never, never seem to come together to, you know, reach anywhere close to what they've done in, even in T20s. I mean, forget okay, the legacy. Man. They have won two World Cups since the IPL started. India has won yeah. zero. So, it's okay. You yeah. don't have to feel bad yeah, about West Indies at all. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just like a side in shambles right now. So, they, yeah, that they was won the, without... Jersey? What was the Darren Sammy thing? Like, they literally didn't have money for jerseys or something, right? At that yeah. Oh, that speech he gave after winning that World Cup was, uh, yeah. Yeah, Amazing. they just blasted the boat, took them to the cleaners, nice and so, proper, yeah. Firstly, uh, you're talking about Finch coming back to form for the 23rd time in the last three weeks. Not you talking about it, but him coming back to form. Again, reminds me of Ganguly from the early 2000s, when he was perennially out of form. <laughs> He would then score like two cover drives like, oh, the touch is back, the Maharaja is back. And then promptly one edge to Gully, out again, out of pop, out. And then come back next match, same thing, rinse repeated. For four years, he played like that. No, yeah. it's like uh, Kohli in the last couple of years. But okay. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things which works really well if they make the Cam Green change at the top and then Tim David comes where he comes in to like finish off the innings at 13th, 14th over mark. I think they're a good team again. I know Nitin's is completely out there with his proclamation about them not winning this time. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a luck-based tournament. I think they'll still make the semis. I think they are a good team. I just think it would be very unfair to the world if Australia ends up winning two back-to-back T20 World Cups because I truly believe they did not deserve to win the previous one at all. Yeah, I, there must I be really some think karma they... in cricket, they can't win another one. Come on. Yeah, I, I really think they haven't like figured out T20 even till now. I, it's just BBL is all over the place. They they bring back random players who randomly shine. Matthew Wade, I'm talking about you. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like... <laughs> but is there any side that has figured out T20 in international... Chennai Super Kings, man. In international cricket. <laughs> Important qualifier uh, about... I would say, I mean, that West Indies side uh, was the only one who, yeah. who properly got it. Like, just I agree. Th- Except the, the game has evolved since 2012. Yeah. I think hitters have come into the game now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that era of uh, West Indies, uh, they definitely cracked the format. Like, they and, had everything. That's surprising. Time. But like, surprising right now, there's no team. Actually, what uh, you could say where T20 has reached now is basically they pioneered that format. Right? People saying sixes and fours are what when you don't take singles, it doesn't make sense to risk uh, or whatever. If you're wasting time by you know playing the ball around, every team is now playing in that way. They figured it back then. You just need to count the number of balls you can hit for six, right? Uh, and I think Sanju Samson after the <laughs> one-day game said, uh, yeah, he boiled, down, boiled it down to the essence, right? Like, you look at the wrong stats always in cricket and you say, oh, my required run rate is 13, 14, it's getting out of hand. No, you always break it down to how many sixes Hashtag you Hashtag Makram. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to Duckworth and Lewis in the net. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, one team which is surprising in how, how badly or not badly, but like kind of average performance they've uh, put up in T20s over the years is England. 
because their ODI game just like went to another uh, level in in the past few years. But somehow they've never figured out. Uh, they won a World Cup. I don't know. I we know. all, t- <laughs> yeah. No, they did. <laughs> Again, they did. after the IPL started, no, they won. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, yeah but, in the but that was. I mean, not that was much before the Morgan thing happened, right? So, I mean, that no. was the era when they really got uh, the the essence of white ball cricket. But after that, I mean, T Twenty World Cups, they haven't uh, able to. They haven't been able to strike gold. And uh, you know, to your point about number of boundaries needed to uh, go for the win, uh, I think Josh Butler came out a couple of weeks ago and. Uh, said that they were playing in the Bangladesh Premier League. Yeah. I mean, Joss and uh, Dwayne Bravo or Darren Bravo. One of the two were playing in the Bangladesh Premier League, and probably Dwayne Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, must have been the elder one. So they said. I mean, uh, Bravo said to him that you know, I mean, in the midst of a difficult chase, he said, "Don't worry about you know required run rate and all of that. Just hit. Think about the number of sixes and fours we need yeah. to hit, and that's going to be the chase for us." So, but yeah, that's I, I, that. No, but that's the problem for English players, right? They can't think ahead of boundaries to be hit. They can only count back boundaries already hit. <laughs> wow! <laughs> no, so all uh, back to Kyle Mayer's six, right? Uh, now he posted that six, uh, and uh, sorry, he hit that six. Uh, Cricket Australia tweeted the video of him hitting that six. Okay, and it's a beautiful shot. We will link that. Now Gautam Gambhir, out of nowhere. <laughs> decides to tweet okay uh, what he has done is he has downloaded that video which cricket australia posted and he has re-uploaded it as if it's his own video okay and so he's not embedded the original tweet he's instead posted it as his own video and he's tweeted saying you are not allowed to do this kyle mayor so he's basically appreciating the shot which is fine now this tweet went viral okay so first reply somebody has put a clip of uh, gautam gambhir from the 2011 series in england where he was really bad and there is one uh, you know, Anderson, he nicks off to Anderson and Jeffrey Boycott says you can't bat like that. In <laughs> so, <laughs> you're not allowed to do this. The reply, somebody puts that clip, can't bat like that in England. <laughs> and Chops and is another... like, that was me only. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then there is a guy who has replied saying, according to NCC law 19.7.1, he is allowed to do this. And they have, <laughs> he has put the explanation of what a six is. If the ball has not previously touched the fielder, it goes for six. Uh, so basically, he got trolled, right? People then said, "Hey, why can't you give credit to the original poster and post uh, and you know embed the video?" Somebody has posted a picture of, you know, there's this famous picture of Dhoni hitting the final six in 2011. So someone has taken the pain to flip that picture. So Dhoni is suddenly a left-handed batsman. They have changed Dhoni's face into Gambhir's face. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Sangakara behind that. Yeah, Gambhir hitting a six now the ground of Kolkata crowd to win the World Cup. Okay, and the text for this one is, "You were also not allowed to do this." That's my name. <laughs> so anyway, so that's uh, that's not all the dose of Gautam Gambhir on social media, by the way. So I don't know if you guys have been keenly following uh, the latest developments in his uh, career. Let me call it out. So Lucknow Super James uh, tweeted yesterday, announcement alert. We are super delighted to announce Mr. <laughs> Gautam Gambhir as the global mentor of our super giant family. He's now a global mentor. Guys. He has double skills. Right? It it means he's handling their LinkedIn account basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's what and and along with this tweet is a uh, is a picture of Gambhir and a quote from Gambhir. I'm going to try and read that quote in Gambhir's voice. Okay. In my ideology of a team sport, designations don't play much role. At best, they are there to facilitate a process to make a team win. As a global mentor of Super Giants, I look forward to add some responsibility. My intensity and passion to win have just got international wings. It will be a proud moment to see the Super Giants family leave a global footprint. I thank Global Super Giants family for showing that faith in me. Yes, it's time for some more sleepless nights. What? (laughs) What is the non-sequitur at the end? (laughs) That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, it's like it's time for some sleepless days. First of all, your Gautam Gambhir voice is uncannily similar to Deepak Chahar voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we for a while there we were going. Yes, who is this? Who is this? Uh, what also second of all when you said updates about his job i thought you were going to talk about the part where he's an mp he's an actual sitting mp for the ruling party none of that that ever seems no no that is why he's already having sleepless nights he's now going to have more sleepless nights because he has a global job also now he'll keep uh, covid drugs uh, from across the world in his uh, office (laughs) oh moderna joke okay (laughs) 
No, but also please note that he also mentioned that uh, we have got international wings. So the Garuda team is still continuing by the way with Lucknow Super Jays. It's not over. <laughs> they, they are scaling up. They are double scaling up. They are up double scaling countries. up. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's from your Gautam Gambhir corner for this week. So yeah. I guess nothing new has come out about Bumrah, but we can continue talking about it from. Hey, bloody! Week. I wrote an article about Bumrah, which just went live. Da. <laughs> Why don't you start oh it then? <laughs> oh, nothing. It is a so I write for Money Control uh, once every week or couple of weeks whenever it takes. Also LinkedIn so, show notes. <laughs> <laughs> basically, becoming this podcast is a way for us to plug other stuff, is it? <laughs> no, but like the Sundar family has all of this on WhatsApp already, which is also like our listenership. So maybe we should just link to the Sundar family WhatsApp group in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> just finish yeah. it up. There only. <laughs> to get in, you need to tell Nat Levadena. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So my point was uh, is quite simple and straightforward. I think most people who listen to this podcast probably know it also. Uh, th- this whole question of uh, why does Bumrah play the IPL? Why does he get injured and you know not play big games? I don't think any BCCI cricketer has the option of not playing the IPL because the BCCI is not going to let them skip their marquee tournament. I think that's broadly the point which. I was talking about. It's just unfortunate that Bumrah is now injured before a World Cup. There are many factors that play into it. I am not sure if workload is uh, one of those factors because he has actually been conserved pretty well. Right? He doesn't play any of the meaningless uh, limited overs games for India now. And he is being saved largely for Test cricket. And the IPL is the IPL. I, I know Hank has very detailed theories about workload management and uh, you know packing and preparation day in and day out over the two month period but bumrah bowled 53 overs this season uh, even if he bowled four times as many uh, overs in the nets which i'm sure he did not by the way because the ipl teams are not crazy pretty sure that uh, bumrah's ipl workload is not the reason why he's yeah. not for no i mean I, like yeah. uh, i don't understand why people are cribbing about workload management right like in fact we cancelled the whole fifth test so that bumrah would be ready for the ipl <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah a cancel culture taken to the next level exactly yeah <laughs> it's not just the number of overs you bowl right i think hank was making this point it, it's you also have to run around in the field you have to throw yourself around you have to do a lot of things and it's not like you can do any of those at the level of Jawagal Srinath, you know, underarm throwing from third man. You have to be, <laughs> you know, at, at full intensity through most of the IPL. That's one. Were it not for something like the IPL system, we probably wouldn't have discovered Jasprit Bumrah in the first place, right? And now it almost, fans feel, fans of Indian cricket, let's say, or certain kinds of fans of Indian cricket, feel that it is beholden on us somehow to save Bumrah for test cricket. But why? Like, why is that the right thing, right? Um, maybe the future is that the IPL is... I know Hank is going to kill me for this. Maybe <laughs> the future is that the IPL is sacrosanct and that it is. it will become, if it already is not, the most important cricket event in the cricket calendar. Um, and maybe everything goes towards that. Um, one model for that... I mean, this is the model that all pro sports look up to, but the model for this is pro sports in America, right? So... If you look at something like Major League Baseball, um, so I'm I'm suddenly now a baseball fan because the Seattle Mariners have ended a 21-year-old playoff drought and they are finally in the playoffs. After 20, after 2001 was the last time they were in the playoffs. And in fact, they just won the wild card round today and they make it to the next round of the playoffs. So they've got the albatross of the neck. Sorry. Yeah, that's Rhyme right. Of yeah. the ancient mariner. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> Albert, Albert Ross. Tony is in poetry mode today. Yeah, huh? correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has learnt his poetry in Samuel Taylor College. Sorry, God. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Hey, Samuel Taylor, Albert Ross. Albert, some, there's some Ross Taylor thing there. Anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. S- Samuel Taylor, LRPL, those are all his, the first letters <laughs> of his name. Yeah. It's, anyway. No, next so, intro started. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> but in, 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 in pro sports and especially baseball. So baseball, obviously the pitchers have an incredibly demanding job. They have to throw out these pitches flat out at, you know, over a hundred miles an hour. And what's more, baseball games get played one after the other. So it's not even like they have a rest day and so on, right? So you have one game, then the next day you have another game, then the next day possibly. So you might have three games back to back, for example, right? So the managers have to actually do a really good job of 
switching out the pictures, you know, yep. managing the work workload on those pictures. A lot of it, to be sure, is tactical matchups. Yeah, they have matchups that they evaluate in terms of um, specific batters or, or should I say hitters, specific hitters that are out there <laughs> and, and so forth. As far as as far as I know, there are no anchors in baseball. But uh, uh, anyway, so um, I think cricket is also going to evolve in this direction. I think it's going to go more towards pro sports. I think if we're being serious about this whole discussion of workload management of players and so on, I think the amateur model that cricket runs even today with all of the boards and the scheduling and the future tours program and then that being subject to all the whims and fancies of, let's face it, basically the BCCI and the ECB and, and the Australian Cricket Board uh, or C- Cricket Australia. I think that has to go. That's the amateur part of cricket right now. IPL yeah. is not amateur. The IPL is professional. The IPL knows how exactly what to extract out of the players, out of the media, out of the fans, out of everyone. Anyway, I'll stop here. I think I see Hank coming at me with a knife. (laughs) (laughs) No, IPL is not amateur. It is mature. And also, baseball workload management is basically... Picture abhi bhi baki hai mere dost. <laughs> yeah, IPL is mature. Uh, the boards are amateur, but uh, Sunil Gavaskar is immature. That's the, but, let, uh, <laughs> that's the course that nature will take. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, ma, this joke needed to be nurtured more. But, uh, <laughs> no, like, uh, wanted to just add to Kart's point. The IPL is two months long. Yeah, sure. Uh, you have a prep window of maybe one month before it and so on. So that's still three months of the year. I do. I must say I'm uh, speaking without stats in front of me. I don't know if Bumrah even is amongst the, the most exposed bowlers in T20 cricket today. I'm not talking about T20Is alone, but T20 franchise cricket plus international cricket. Even within fast bowlers, I'm sure there are bowlers out there who are bowling more in more leagues because the BCCI doesn't let uh, the Indians actually go and play in other leagues, right? which actually works uh, in some sense to their advantage from a workload management perspective. So shouting about the IPL every now and then is not going to solve this issue. The other thing I wanted to talk about in the same breath, right? I, I listened to another cricket podcast, the Final Word Cricket Podcast, which is an excellent podcast, by the way. Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins co-host that podcast. It's a wonderful cricket podcast. One of their recent episodes, they were talking about the county game and how uh, the contraction of counties is imminent now because the second division counties cannot manage their budgets, whatever. Right? Like, what The kernel of the idea which appealed to me was lots of people say that the county cricket uh, system exists in order to feed English national cricket team. right? And he, they make the point that why is that even the case? These clubs have existed forever. And they have a reason to exist for their members because they uphold a tradition. There are people who care about county cricket. Might be a dwindling number, yes, but they care for it, and that's good enough, right? There, you don't have to like a player who has gone through the system and is now playing for England, choosing not to play his county games. Yeah, sure, it it suits that player very well. But if not for that system that has a certain quality to it, with international cricketers coming back and playing, you would actually not get the pipeline of players going and playing international cricket. And the IPL is slowly getting there. A lot of Indian cricket team selections across formats are happening basis IPL performances. And to an extent, you should say they're working also, right? Like a Washington Sundar or Teen or Trajan would not have been playing at the GABA if they had not you know, done what they did at the IPL. I know that's a very freak example, but it's probably the most memorable moment in Indian cricket in the last 10 years, the GABA test win. Yeah, I, I think it's a facetious argument to keep blaming the IPL. If anything, I would say stop these. Uh, right now, we are in this phase where, you know, every every day there are uh, T20 series that are happening. Right now, I think today there are four T20 games that are going to happen soon after this. That's where you need to clamp down. You need to ask what is going on with uh, international cricket right now. Why do we have so many bilaterals, uh, especially ODI? The- India and South Africa playing ODI series right now, right? Like, what the hell? Day, please. <laughs> Sorry, like... Mandatory Sanju Samson shout out saying, please, like, for Shikhar Dhawan and Sanju's. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know I raised American pro sports, but I actually think the model is the soccer model. They need to go towards that, which is one marquee World Cup event, right? Every four years. Everyone prepares for that. You carve out the window for it and all yeah. of that. And unfortunately, you're going to have to forsake things like the T20 World Cup, the Champions Trophy, this, that, everything else goes, right? If you want, maybe you can reduce the uh, four-year, you know, quadrennial World Cup to a T20 instead of ODI if you want to go that direction, right? But everything else has to be club-driven, more or less, right? Bring back the uh, equivalent of the UEFA Champions Trophy, you know, uh, bring back the Champions League for T20s across leagues, 
you know, let the leagues run and so on. I think if you, if professional is what you want, that's really the only sustainable model that you can go towards for world cricket. And yes, unfortunately, you know, all of the uh, Shikhar Dhawan, Sanju Samson trophies will have to fall <laughs> away. Uh, by, by the wayside, sorry, Tony. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we don't mute our mics when other people are talking. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can always cut out my track, right? Um, but in fact, I don't even feel for Dhawan and uh, Sanju and Subman Gill, right? They, it's probably good for them because they're anyway not uh, in Australia. No, in fact, in, in fact I, the South African team. They are some Hello. For like your information, this like last match, if they hadn't won, they wouldn't have automatically qualified for the next World Cup. So like there is meaning to what is happening. Like it ah, is doing like Tamasha on the screen. Yeah, sure. no, is, is, is this part of Super League? Yeah, it <laughs> is. It is. <laughs> it is. I know. I know. <laughs> no, but actually, let me let me just I have a point to make there. Nitin, I know you were being somewhat ironic, but I think that is exactly true that tomorrow, if you go towards this model of, you know, carving out actual windows for all of the uh, T20 tournaments, someone like Shikhar Dhawan might actually be in demand somewhere else. Like the No, I fully agree. I was I was not being ironic. I fully agree. Like Shikhar Dhawan can go and play in Zimbabwe Premier League, right? Maybe they will make him a king over there, right? Uh, Sanju can go and play in Gelf Premier League. I think Sanju will be worth uh, 24 karat gold, right? If he goes and plays in Dubai, you know, ICC Landlord Premier League or whatever, right? So... <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take Sanju's eye. I I genuinely think this is not about him bowling too much. It's probably the the reason is probably the fact that he's like it's been a stop start journey for him for many many years now, and I really don't think I mean without going into the biomechanics of it, which I'm not uh, well versed with, but I don't think Bumrah is the kind of bowler who you can. Just like give rest for one series, then bring back again, etc. If, if, I mean, there is perhaps more to his workload management than what we actually see. And every time he gets injured, I mean, bowlers across the world have stress factors. I mean, Pat Cummins is a classic example. I think two or three stress factors right after debut and look at the kind of bowler he is now. So, I mean, these injuries will happen. Sometimes the timing will be unfortunate. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, you'll make a huge you and cry about it, but these things happen to fast bowlers all the time. These are human beings here. Injuries happen. Uh, at least Mumra is a fast bowler. Every fast bowler has had injuries. Look at uh, Rohit Sharma. He wakes up one day, he gets out of the wrong side of the bed and twists his ankle. Both people get injured. Like, how much can you control their lives, right? Beyond a point. It happens. Yeah. Wait, I thought you were talking about Rohit Sharma. Why, why are you bringing in sports people suddenly? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm starting to think that workload management might just be the Rorschach test of cricket. Nitin is seeing bilateral yeah. meaningless ODIs yeah. in it. You know, Tony will soon see New Zealand's hand behind it. I will see <laughs> England's hand behind it. <laughs> Hank is seeing IPL as the problem. Yeah. When you're talking about windows, the windows will have to be for uh, the World Cups and all of those things. Test series as well, the market test series as well. There is perhaps something in there to be, to be captured. I mean, Ashes, for example, or India, Australia, or any of these marquee series, I think they have a place and maybe we can carve out a window for them too. Unlike uh, what football does, which is only World Cups or Euro or any of those. Sure. Yeah. Okay, that's... I know we are talking about a lot of tournaments and windows and all. Tony just, I, I know it's an audio podcast so people didn't see. But for a brief moment there, we had two windows of Tony on this Zoom call. <laughs> one window exists. And just like, you know, uh, T20 tournaments sprouting out of nowhere, suddenly we had a new Tony on this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, well demonstrated. We have to winnow down the windows. <laughs> and not play with windows. That reminds me of Vino Manikud also. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Let's not even go there. I think. <laughs> I As usual, we didn't talk about out. women's cricket. Yeah, India are close to the semi-finals now, right? They won yesterday against Bangladesh quite easily. Yeah, India so, lost to Pakistan, who yeah. lost to Thailand or something. Thailand, yeah. yeah. And Ramiz Raja is very happy. Uh, right? He's like, you should give credit to a team that is able to beat India, which has a very... Yeah, I mean, and he deserves credit for two things. I think they've uh, started a beautiful uh, tournament uh, for uh, the juniors in Pakistan called the Pakistani Junior League. Where a batsman by the name, which is going to probably give us nightmares in the future, Basit Ali is making waves. And there is a six foot eight bowler, right arm bowler, fast bowler, who's, who's also doing quite well. So, yeah, I mean, 
it's just like proper pakistan uh, you know bringing tell, out talents from nowhere tell, tell me something this junior is like uh, pakistan india definition of junior <laughs> just ask him just just curious the j in uh, pjl is for jury is out there to check their ages and stuff <laughs> yeah and no, they also 19 started... there means you need to be under 19 feet tall when you are ready <laughs> they've also announced a women's tournament while uh, i mean ganguly keeps keeps talking of it and does Man, not walk I, the talk ganguly is going to be replaced by uh, yeah, raja bini yeah <laughs> what yeah <laughs> raja bini and ganguly is probably going to take but is is, is it is it official no like has it been confirmed no no, no it's not but i mean it's it's just the fact that uh, i mean it's probably the board politics in the way that Karnataka and one of those zones now need to come up and so I mean Roger Binney is coincidental to the whole thing it's not like they've called out an all-time great and said that okay you must take the responsibility Why are you Rogering Binney? <laughs> I mean let's face hey, it Jaysha is the all-time great <laughs> I was going to say in this entire conversation between Ganguly and Roger Binney only one of them is a World Cup winner so let's just you know <laughs> Well played well played yeah also the highest wicket taker in that tournament and uh, record i think javelin thrower in his school <laughs> so uh, they've also announced a women's league but yeah i mean about the india pakistan game at the asia cup uh, ramesh powar uh, again a throwback sort of name is is our coach right now and he he blamed the tactic on everyone but essentially he said that listen we are well uh, on our way to making like the last stages of the tournament and so we are going to in a bradmanesque move invert our batting order after the openers or something so oh, uh, wow. we sent quite a few inexperienced players who never bat in that position uh, up the order and the move uh, you know sort of bombed quite uh, quite disastrous have to deal with yeah. 21 yeah. for four types in harios yes jammy yeah. yeah. sir aap yahan it is a throwback I mean, even even in the press conference i mean It's, it's all nice to do all of these things okay, where okay but match you lose to pakistan it's fine frankly the indian women's team has been doing really well it's just that they're not one of final they've been in so many finals in the last 4 years or something which is not something you can say about the other indian yeah team. but i mean they, it's, it's, indian uh, men's team also same which final did they make <laughs> wtc final okay ipl final <laughs> they make both both teams are always indian teams uh, yeah but i mean i don't see the point in it i mean winning ultimately is is like one of those things which is a habit and so if you're winning just like keep at it man like what is this brilliant uh, sure, sure. okay absolutely <laughs> stupid <laughs> thing to do right <laughs> yeah that cool. is what happened in the india pakistan match All right uh, I think it's time to call time on episode 40 of Bits and Pieces uh, like always uh, leave us a five star rating I think all 24 of you have done that now it's time <laughs> to nudge your family friends to do the same for us uh, but thank you so much for tuning in uh, listening and supporting us Uh, and like we put a shout out last time if you want to contribute to Bits and Pieces uh, whether it's in Bits and Pieces or by being on the show Uh, for an episode or even longer uh, shout out to us uh, right to any of us and and we'll be happy to uh, bring you on board until next time uh, this is tony nitin abhishek chopra and kart saying bye say bye guys bye bye guys bye bye